Night. I'm Ryan. And I'm Chris. Hey, what do we do here at Record Night, Chris? Record Night is a podcast where we pick a theme out of a hat, we just bring a record on that theme, and we talk about it. Basically, that's that's the show. Right? Yeah, we hang out. Some of us drink beers. Yeah, you can drink beers, too. Uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't break, I, I drank all the pumpkin beer I couldn't resist. <laughs> oh, wait, you you're a pumpkin beer guy? I can be. They're very hit or miss because I feel like everybody tries to get in on it. Mm. Um during the year, so I've had two terrible ones and one really good one this year. Oh, yeah, go ahead and yeah, give her information. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, if you would like to reach out to us to either suggest themes or tell us that the albums we pick suck or to be a feature artist on our show, yeah. uh, you can reach out to us on Facebook. We're there at Record Night. Uh, Twitter, we're record underscore night. Instagram, we're a Record Night Pod. Or you can just old-fashioned email us uh, at recordnightpod at gmail.com. <laughs> All right, so uh, our, speaking of feature artists, our feature artist today is a Chicago post-punk duo Bellhead. While many artists took time off in 2020 and 2021, just hope for the best. Bellhead continued working at full speed. They critically came Dumo, Karen, and Ivan once again releasing music with their latest EP, Dead Lights. The band returns to their trusty production team of audio engineer Neil Strouch. He works with stuff like Iron and Wine and Counting Crows and Joan of Arc. And a mastering engineer, uh, Carol Saff. And uh, and a management team, David Schock. The new EP, Deadlights, features five songs expanding the band's signature sound. Well, you hear the familiar gritty little bass that Bellheads has grown famous for on songs like Mercy. You can see a definite growth to the writing and recording styles of this group. The band nods to Typo Negative, Neil Young, and The River. While well, doing industrial roots are heard in the noir detective tale, nothing as it seems. Frankenstein's frenetic journey into the madness of Mary Shelley's gothic novel with the Alice Cooper white zombie flare and Deadlight resolves the EP with a slow burn erecting the cathartic resolve. A Deadlight can be purchased or streamed at bellhead.bandcamp.com. Um, you can find all the stuff there too. And the song we're actually featuring in the show today is Frankenstein. And uh, one, because it's a killer song, and two, because it's like Halloween time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a bell. October. I'm I'm planning on reading Frankenstein for the first time sometime this month. Mm. That's, oh, in in honor for the month, or just just because you haven't read. Yeah, it? I'm reading. I'm reading horror books, watching horror movies. Oh yeah, yeah. What'd you watch just recently? Uh, most recently, I watched. Oh hey, I watched uh, the Hammer Films Curse of Frankenstein. Oh yeah, and how was last that? night? How was it? It was good. I'm uh, Hammer Films are really charming. <laughs> They're from like the fifties and they did a bunch of remakes of uh, like old universal movies with Mm. like, they're very British. It's so weird. (laughs) The first one I watched was their version of the mummy and they bring the mummy to Britain. So then he does stuff there. (laughs) So they're silly, right? They're pretty silly. Like I think they tried to be a little more at least darker and a little more like grotesque, but I mean, yeah, they're still kind of, schlocky creature okay. features okay so is this something you can watch around your fiance uh mostly it's been because they're like an hour and 20 minutes uh, long and i'm like oh fuck i gotta watch a horror movie and it's like <laughs> you know 11 o'clock at night and i'm like fuck i'm watching a short one speaking of a horror film i watch something that's horribly bad well i've softened on it but i saw venom let there be carnage last night okay so did you, did you, <laughs> did you see the first one no okay I'm not a big fan of like Sony's uh, Spider-Man universe stuff. So, do, but so you haven't seen the Spider-Man stuff either? 
No, I have. Oh, okay. it, it's Marvel doing those, isn't it? Uh, well, Sony still owns it, so. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. like, Sony doing their own yeah, okay. Spider-Man yeah, yeah. superhero stuff. So you like the Tom Holland stuff? Yeah. Okay. I don't like anything away for people who actually want to see it. But I, I, I liked half of it, right? I liked half of Venom. Okay. Um, The part I didn't like was the Tom Hardy, Venom, like, odd couple stuff where they're talking to each other. Hated that. Uh. <laughs> not not funny, irritating. I don't, some people really think it found funny. Not for me. Uh, I did like the action scenes and the uh, post credit scenes. I really feel like they they made the movie so they could have that at the end. But um, right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. If you guys want to hear me talk about that, we'll turn the podcast next week. But uh, on the movies, don't suck in something they do. But um, here we are. Uh, our theme for this episode is apocalyptic. Yeah, which is kind of scary. Yeah, kind of scary. Um, I, mean, I mean, the apocalypse is scary, but it's not. It's kind of a Halloween theme. Yeah, if we were gonna do a Halloween theme episode, it'd be scary up re- re- uh, records, and I I would have picked the Lingo Ignota again. So so right. <laughs> it's the only scary album you well, know. Well, I got, I got Diamanda Gillis, uh, the Lutheans of Satan, but that's barely something you review. Like like it's I don't know how we review it. You know, <laughs> like like I don't know, but. Uh, and I, I think it's it's on my, I think it's on Spotify. It has to be. I have it on vinyl. But um, because it's just so satanic. But um, yeah, apocalyptic. Um, I I think you had Boo and I had like the the automatic like the way that we we're gonna do about it, right? Like you you knew exactly what you're picking. When you I had it. two off the top of my head, and I basically just needed to figure out which you were gonna pick. Oh, okay. Because I was thinking you were gonna go one of two ways. Yeah. Uh, which was either you were going to pick a Godspeed You Black Emperor album, mm-hmm. which I had in mind, mm-hmm. um, or you were going to pick an ISIS album. Ooh. And I I was like, well, we can't do... I'm just going to reveal mine now. Um, we <laughs> yeah. can't do a Neurosis album and an ISIS album on the same thing. So <laughs> like doing two post-metal things would be like... That'd be a lot. Yeah, yeah. Because um, they would sound almost exactly the same. Or if you picked a Godspeed album, I couldn't pick a Godspeed Black Emperor album or any sort of post-rock album because it's like, I don't want to do a post-rock episode. Yeah, those or the, the post-stuff, the post like the post-rock and metal stuff, it's kind of like we, we you and I are still sort of like kind of worried about doing it cause, because it's 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 like long songs with no words, you know, like, like, so like. Yeah, I mean, it, single single albums on their own are commitments and then yeah. asking even ourselves to do two in a row is just like, okay, come yeah. on. Yeah. So, uh, you guys, either this will be banterful or not, but, uh, we'll be here talking about both these records, but your, <laughs> your record you brought was what? I brought, uh, the, God, I wrote down what year it came out. I think 96, the 1996 neurosis album through silver in blood. Oh yeah. I've heard about this record and I, and I hadn't actually listened to it until, uh, until we until you revealed it to me. I, I, yeah. This, this album I, has always kind of been described to me as like apocalyptic and heavy. Mm-hmm. And I cannot think of an album since I've heard this one, or probably even since it came out. Yeah. That is as apocalyptic sounding as this fucking album. Oh, Oh yeah, um. So so, what's your what's your history with neurosis? Um, I was kind of like getting into metal a little bit, kind of branching out mm-hmm. from 
just liking thrash metal. Yeah. I had just gotten into Mastodon. Mm-hmm. And my my music discovery method is kind of like I find a band I really like. Yeah. Um, and then I start like looking at their collaborators or bands that they've made they've done stuff with or bands that, you know, they're wearing a shirt of dude that's like how it sounds like so many bands growing up is i look at my favorite bands and what shirts they're wearing and I, yeah yeah you know like that's all i got into my bloody valentine and that's that's kind of embarrassing because a guy from a thursday was wearing my bloody valentine shirt like let me check out this band yeah ooh, blood. <laughs> yeah um but that's one of the ways i got into uh the melvins oh yeah was uh Dude in Mastodon was wearing a Melvin shirt. Oh yeah, that's how you got into him. That's interesting. The I knew about the Melvins from reading a book about Nirvana. So oh yeah, yeah, that'll yeah. do it. Yeah, I think they Melvins have like the uh, you know connections to so many things that it's like I think there's a million ways to end up at yeah. the Melvins. Yeah, Melvins. Yeah, they're not just punk. They're metal. They're whatever, man. They're they're everywhere. they're all over the place, and I feel like everybody likes them enough to like recommend them no matter like what yeah they're cool they're doing it's really weird they're cool enough for people not to talk shit on the melvins they're they're just like 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 they're quintessential cool i mean right i mean to me i don't know how other people feel about them but i mean but you you know i have houdini now (laughs) but um right yeah i think everyone should listen to yeah um but yeah neurosis uh Mastodon has featured on every album uh, guest vocals by Scott Kelly, who's one of the vocalists in uh, Neurosis. Mm -hmm. And I've really liked those songs, (laughs) really liked his voice. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll check out Neurosis. Yeah. And this has never worked out quite as well as it has uh, since. But I went to Wikipedia Mm -hmm. and I read each individual album and on through Silver and Blood, it said, Fans and critics think this is like their creative peak. This is their best one. And kind of like the start of sludge metal. And yeah. I was like, okay, cool. I'll start there. Yeah. Uh, and I agree that I think it's their peak uh, uh-huh. creativity. It's my favorite neurosis uh-huh. album. Um, they changed, they changed a bit after this and kind of took on more. It's a little more sparse, a little more folk influenced stuff. It's still really good. Uh-huh. Um, but this one still stands up as my favorite. Um, Did you listen to their early stuff? Cause I checked that out just recently. I have, I've, I've, so neurosis has gone through like three or f- I'd, I'd say three or four uh, changes. Yeah. 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 So they started out as kind of like a hardcore punk band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which was their first two albums. I don't dig it. No. I really like neurosis. I think the idea is there, but it's kind of like, Recorded kind of shitty, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't that, rock that, as much that was as my issues. rock. It was my issues with Neurosis. I mean, you don't go to Neurosis for punk, hardcore punk. You go for what they do kind of currently. And, but So I was hearing, I'm like, this is this is indistinguishable from other uh, Bay Area punk band, you know, uh, hardcore bands at the time when they came out. You know, like. like oh, yeah. It's just like the other shit that's out there. You know what I mean? Um, and then they did three albums kind of in their second phase, mm-hmm. which I think this one fits into. They did souls at zero, mm-hmm. which was their first, like, okay, we're going to, we're not really going to be a punk band anymore. And they kind of slow it down a little bit and get a little more experimental enemy of the sun, uh, which they get 
heavier and more experimental and they finish off with this one through silver and blood uh great uh i love it and then their third phase they switch kind of into that more folky focusing on like post-rock kind of sound and then it you could say they have three or four i would say their fourth one is when their um visual designer guy left yeah um, I think he also played keyboard. I can't quite. He did some stuff in the band. It, they didn't change too much, too much sonically. Yeah. Um, but now be like neurosis has always kind of been this like all encompassing <laughs> thing. Like they, they've always been very like, we only work with the same people with each other. The people who do the album art or in the band, like it's all very like insular and solitary. Like it's all, its own thing. Yeah. Um, so he left. So now it's kind of, it feels like a new period because their live shows used to be, Hey, they play really well, but also like crazy visuals and stuff. And now it's just like, Nope, we don't do that anymore. They don't, they don't play with any crazy visuals on anymore. There's right. like, all right, we dropped that. We're done. Yeah. My brother's seen it twice. He saw him once in Austin, once in Houston. Nice. Yeah. And um, he, he enjoys, he enjoys Austin more. So he enjoyed their show in Austin more. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, but he says there were no visuals just they got out there and they fucking laid down tracks and left you know like that's how it should yeah be. yeah and it's so they yeah they they've kind of dropped that more visual side of it unfortunately um but i they're still pretty cool um but yeah you definitely go to neurosis for a very specific sound and like even though they've had these phases and changed they haven't really changed that much yeah which we'll get it. We'll get into that a little bit more. Um, Are you ready to play the sample? Yeah, no. let's let's play through it. Get a little bit of context for what I'm talking about, and then we can dig into it a little bit more. I guess you can find this on Spotify or wherever you find records. Nurses through silver and blood. that I'm capable of evil.
consciously signaling that we intended likewise to transform the world not only after the light but after the darkness. That is Neurosis's Through Silver and Blood. Um, it sure is. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's been such a long time since I've listened to that album and listening to it again recently. Like, yeah. really re-sparked my yeah, Neurosis yeah. love. So you own this on vinyl? I do. Oh. Yeah, they did uh, They did repressings a few years ago is of it. it is there anything special about it? Is it just a repress? They changed the covers a little bit, okay. put it in, like, really nice... Uh, you know, heavy discs in like really thick, heavy sleeves. Nice, nice. You want those heavy discs? You want the big slabs of of vinyl? Yeah, and then the the cover art that they did. If you see this on Spotify, it's like a metallic like Buddha head with like these cross snakes on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what they did is I think they took out the Buddha head and put it on like a black background uh, with just like the snakes on it. Mm. That's probably fair. Basically, they they kind of did that with a lot of their their reissues, or they were just like, eh, "This cover art's too busy. Let's, <laughs> yeah. We're okay. just going to put the important shit on there, which is the snakes, apparently. Yeah, the snakes are uh, are important, right? Um, I had this Russian circle show that had snakes on it. I'm not a snake guy, but uh, I like the, <laughs> I like the snakes on it or whatever. I saw a picture of you wearing a Russian circle. You have a circle shirt, don't you? I have two of them actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I forgot. I wore one today. Oh, well, I'm wearing a K-Fire shirt today. Uh, but, um, they we're not talking about K-Fire. We're talking about Neurosis uh, through Silver and the Blood. Uh, this record, like 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 a lot of post-metal records, um, very atmospheric. Yes. Um, but this one's definitely crushingly heavy. All of it. It's, um, yeah. I've heard stories that it was... Um... It was recorded when, like, everyone in the band was going through some shit. Like, every single person. And they don't, as far as I know, like, really like listening to the album anymore because it brings them back to it. But it's like they they all say, like, yeah, we definitely transferred how fucking shitty we were feeling (laughs) when we recorded this. And it's like, you feel it. This I think this whole thing is, like, it's ominous. It's crushing. And it's, like, apocalyptic in that way of not, like, it's not post-apocalyptic. It's like, it feels like the apocalypse is happening. Like yeah. you're in the middle of a bomb exploding. Yeah. And it can be a little um, much to listen to, you know, constantly like I have in the past couple days. Um, no, I agree. Cause it's like, you got very busy drums. You have two guitars. You've got a guy, the key, the keyboard in this is mostly like, I'm finding 
like sampling like explosions yeah. metal and clanging, clanking and yeah. grinding noises like it's yeah mm. the atmosphere is very chaotic and so it's a it's a uh it it's 70 minutes long yes it's, it's, it's on the middle of biscuit record to listen to <laughs> but, <laughs> but and mm. only marginally better <laughs> no, no, this is uh, a million times better than the biscuit record was too i agree uh, um this is a this is and you know, like I never, I've heard it about in the background, but it's the first time I really sat down and listened to Silver and Blood, and it's, 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 it's fucking awesome, dude. Um, yeah, yeah. This is a, this is, you know, 1996. It's so fucking heavy, dude. Like, like, it really is. You know? And I'm glad you said you liked it because I forgot to mention earlier. This is very foundational to my musical taste. Oh, this is. Uh, okay. yeah. Oh yeah. So if you had said anything bad about it, I would have immediately left. Oh yeah, you just had to get up and go. <laughs> no, dude, yeah. when, I, when I do the show, I'm pretty open to anything, and this is not out of my wheelhouse. I'm pretty aware of Nerds forever, you know. Um, yeah, and I I know you you like ISIS, yeah, yeah, uh, and all of them. So it's like I know this wasn't too far outside of it. Yeah, you know, like I, I have my brothers big on the Nerds, so um, I I would have eventually checked them out, but uh, but uh, this is the first time I sat down to Children Blood, which is you know. By all accounts, by a lot of publications, by a lot of people, this is the most important post metal record ever written. Or ever oh, I completely agree. Yeah. Because it created post metal, basically. Like that's what they're saying that that there's nothing when this came out, there is nothing like it. And now there's tons. Really, of stuff I like it. yeah, and I know it's super important, like in like the sludge metal thing too. Yeah. Like they with one album defined two two metal genres <laughs> in a. Yeah, uh, apparently uh, what I did read is that Scott Kelly was homeless when he wrote when this when they were writing this, homeless and oh really homeless and addicted to drugs. Which, hey man, it did this for us. So thanks for that. <laughs> um, bad place to be. Bad place to be. Do you want to just? I'm glad. Up? I'm glad he seemed to have gotten through it yeah. and continued to write amazing albums. Do you want to go through track by track and we'll add our little things about it? I think we should. Okay, we'll start with the first one, through silver and blood. The your silver and blood. Yeah, the titular track. Yeah, and it's a uh, we. I do want to say something like listening to this whole thing. Like there is a very th- theme of just like basically just fire burning, uh, nuclear war. Straight up mentioned nuclear armament in this, and this is a uh, this first track. This album feels very like concise and focused on the. Uh, the themes yeah. like they touch on a bunch of stuff uh and even the like filler transition interstitial tracks it's like a lot of the stuff is here to like continue to solidify and really like focus on the the themes of it yeah and this one it's it basically it's just like the launch sequence you know what i mean like like um like if i was to think about this in a movie this would be when the generals are putting in the launch codes, right? Or, or you know, oh, for sure. Or they're manufacturing a bomb and they're about to deploy it. Uh, and this, the song, it uh, feels like it's launched in this song too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole bunch of shit going on in this song. It's uh, one of the longer songs on there. It's like twelve minutes, right? Yeah, twelve minutes and eleven seconds. Yeah, and it's uh, it it needs all those twelve minutes, and eleven seconds. Like, like I'm gonna say, every song in this record needs it, uh, every second it gets. 
Um, yeah. Just, and that's honestly why making the sampler was so hard is yeah. it does a lot of work building its atmosphere, doing all this stuff. So it's like when the heaviness kicks off, like you really feel it, uh, yeah. which is hard because I can't make, you know, an hour long sampler of just, <laughs> you know, repeating things that are built up. Yeah. When it comes to post metal and post rock, a lot of it's about build up and payoff. And, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, neurosis are no different. There's a bunch of build off and so much payoff, like build up and payoff. Like, um, in the, the, it, it became a genre because of that, you know, like, uh, or this one's a little different because it actually has like, you know, different parts of the song that pay off and then different part of the song. But, but through Silver and Blood, um, this song itself is, uh, and that's on how we pull it up. So it starts out with this like clanging, right? This clanging, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a really kind of like sampled and crushed clanging, crashing sound. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really, uh, you hear that and you hear sort of a growing about 2.15, about 2 minutes and 15 seconds is when it starts to really grow. When you start to really hear that grumble, when you start to hear how fucking evil it is. It's so fucking. Cool. Oh, yeah. I have a hard time using the term riffage for this because it's just so. Yeah, you... there's not really a lot of uh, riffs yeah. on here. Um, it's kind of just like a crushing guitar. I yeah, think yeah. that's <laughs> the best way to put it. Because it's not like guitar noise. They are playing yeah, things. Yeah. There, there are some melodies and stuff like that. But yeah, when those like distorted guitars kick off, it's just kind of like everything sounds chuggy. Yeah. And, and heavy and awesome. Uh, and about two forty minutes, forty five seconds of the song, you hear the first uh, first lyrics where he screams to silver and blood. We stand, and I was like, "Oh, this is what Mastodon sound like." <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, <laughs> like, right away you hear the Mastodon influence, like, or the influence that they've had on a Mastodon. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Mastodon definitely wears a lot of their influence on their sleeves. And, and you know, Isis, Neurosis, like Isis, Neurosis are. Like neurosis have obviously influenced Isis, Pelican. Oh, for sure. Mastodon, all those, all those post-metal bands that have come on after them, they all owe their, mm, they all pay homage to neurosis. This in this record in particular, because uh, yeah, when you say if someone were to say like, like because for example, Scott Kelly's on every fucking Mastodon record, right? Mm-hmm. Is he even on Remission, the first one? I think so. Okay. Well, that's nice of him. <laughs> yeah, he uh, they did a really cool thing for I think it was like Kerrang or something mm-hmm. where they did a short live concert that you can find on YouTube um, professionally recorded of Scott Kelly doing all of his Mastodon tracks with Mastodon. Yeah. So it's like they played a mini concert of like six to eight songs yeah. of him coming out and doing his his stuff. It's a really, really cool performance. So uh, a lot of like uh, across the whole album, just like religious undertones. Mm-hmm. You've got the uh, through silver and blood we stand, judge not by eyes of flesh. Yeah, a breeding love. I uh, I found that to be a weird weird line in this. Which one? Breeding love. I was like, oh yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> that sort of stands out as something that's kind of weird, but it it it's all these all the shit. Most of the most of the record in here they. They, in every song, I think almost every song, they definitely talk about burning, or oh, flame, yeah. or being purified in flame, which is awesome. Um, yeah, this one has. They start talking about fallout, 
Yep. Um, and they've uh, something. Gosh, I wish I could remember the lyrics off the top of my head. But they keep near the end. They keep having this repetitive phrase of like, "When the fallout comes, he is fire. He is fire." And um, that's cool. <laughs> like, like, it's uh, so cool. Yeah, this record's uh, I just this song. It really introduces the album so fucking well. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing I really like about. I mean, I like a lot of things about Neurosis, but yeah. their lyrics feel like really timeless, but also like old and heady. I don't know. There's something about it that's like they don't feel dated, but yeah. then they also feel like really almost like biblical, I guess. Yeah. Like the words that they choose make all of it come off as just very just like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's it's hard to explain to someone who hasn't heard it, you know, or the whole thing, just how fucking like well, the headspace can put you in. If you're not in the right place for it, you know, like it's, I mean, if you're, if you're a metal fan, you're going to find a lot to like about this a lot. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't heard neurosis, you like go ahead and turn off the fucking podcast and listen to this record at the very least. Um, if you like metal, that is, I, even if you don't, yeah, give it a shot. Yeah, if you don't give it a shot. I'm not, maybe this will be the one that you go like, oh, maybe I do like this. Yeah. It, I, imagine, I don't imagine it's coming out, coming out right now and Pitchfork being all over it. But, yeah, that's uh, the first record on here is Silver and Blood. And we get to the, the first sort of interstitial track, Re- Rehumanize. Yeah, it's got a lot of, like, different uh, vocal samples yeah. that are messed up in different ways. Yeah modulated um yeah i think of this one so this my opinion of this track is almost entirely hinged on how often i've listened to this album because i used to not like the song that follows this i because Mm -hmm. it kicks off right away yeah um and it's just kind of heavy the whole way so i consider this track almost like an intro to i okay so that's how you do it yeah like it it, because it feels like a build-up yeah it does to that that next track um because it ends on like these like echoey explosion sounds that kick off perfectly kind of like darkness, for the next track kind of like a darkness and water you know like like because there's a lot of water references on this too but not like fire but um but uh, <laughs> i, I want to say very elemental but I, I i don't get that anymore after listening to it several times i get i get uh i get sear i get burn and more than the water I get in this, I guess deluge. Oh yeah, but um, yeah, this yeah it was like deluge of fire. Yeah, deluge of fire, and then we get just to, anything that sounds like it's not fire is mm-hmm. probably still talking about fire. So, I, um, but I, I love some of the vocal samples they picked out. Like it's a good collection of quotes that fit, but it's got like there's no light without darkness. Were you able the to soul find, knows you that to, I'm capable of evil. Were you able to find like the, to source those like to figure out what this? I'm sure. Are? I'm sure there's a list out there somewhere. Yeah. So I know they they sample like a bunch of crazy stuff. Like on, um, I think Enemy of the Sun, they sample uh, the movie uh, The Sheltering Sky. Mm. Like they have a line from who is it? Like Jamie Lee Curtis, I think, is in that movie. Oh. They sample Star Wars uh, at various points. Cool. Like they just, even if the movie seems like it doesn't fit, they find these quotes that fit really well, which I I really appreciate about them. Some nerd out there, 
that's from the special edition from 1990. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, there's good quotes hidden everywhere. So all you post metal, post rock fans that need to find something good to put in your track, just watch movies. Yeah, I mean, I watch movies all the time anyway. All right, let's get into high, which comes straight out for humanized. It's heavy as fuck right away and fast and chaotic. Which I was yeah, it gets right into it. Yeah, yeah, lots of yelling, lots of screaming. Yeah, and you hear the like you hear something, someone other than Scott Kelly singing this song too. So um, yeah, Steve Von Till is the other uh, vocalist on here. Mm-hmm. It, I, I want to mention there's also a bleak as fuck song, like like all this record's pretty bleak. Like like yeah, you know, <laughs> nothing you can find. No, no, not a whole lot of hope in this record. Um, but that's what part of it makes it so great. Uh, it really, yeah, well, uh, it is bleak. It's got like rats grow fat on our holes of the past. <laughs> Seeking light blinds the eye to providence. Uh, they mentioned slaughter. They mentioned uh, wrath, and uh, I really like frigid apparition. That's a, that's a really cool um, way to look at. It. And of course, flight song of broken wings. <laughs> oh yeah, like you could pick so many neurosis things and be like, that's a badass line. Yeah. Oh, that's badass. Oh, that's badass. But this uh, also has a really cool um, breakdown about three minutes in, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, which, you know, I mean, everyone uses breakdowns. But the, this you get a little bit of a little bit of breath yeah. from how uh, how heavy it is. Crushingly heavy. Um, yeah, there's a point where someone screams the word drown, just, <laughs> just goes fucking ham on it. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a cool track. High is a cool track, but it's not my favorite. Oh, me neither. Mine, it's so hard on this one. I, I think I know what my favorite is. Yeah, I'll um, mention it. I'll mention it when we get there. But, uh, but, but there are there are four long tracks on this album. Yeah. yeah I think uh, each above 10 minutes. The next one uh, is Purify. That's the next track. My is, favorite track. Oh, really? Yeah, it's Purify. the second of the yeah. long-ass tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're, yeah like you said, the, the platter is like four long tracks. They're, the funny thing is, there are two interstitial songs that are you know about uh, two minutes, and then two tracks that are five minutes, and the rest of them are about ten minutes long. Like they're yeah. like double the <laughs> double the length of all the other songs in the record. So uh, I being the five minute song, which I, if if I guess I had to pick a single, that would be it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Although I think the single is uh, the track after this one. Oh, purify. No, the one after Purify. Oh, Lucas Star, yeah, Lucas Star. I think. You know, mm-hmm. Imagine trying to play that shit on the radio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wonder. There's got to be like a radio edit or something out there. Yeah, or either that, or, you know, Scott Scott Kelly and Vontel like, no, this is our art. We're not fucking with it. Which is yeah. <laughs> which um, I mean, if you're homeless, it'd be a hard thing to say no to. I feel like. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I. It's it's brutal. It's it's everything you want out of out of neurosis or you know a heavy as fuck song i'd find i'd find i challenge anyone to listen to this or the whole record and say they didn't like anything about it like i'd be upset i'd be like what like like <laughs> like nothing at all are you, you should me um uh, maybe they just don't like heavy music yeah I, 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 there's no there's no uh real danceable stuff on here the drums <laughs> Are, honestly, I think the drums are kind of weird for a metal album overall because they're not 
like they're doing a beat, but a lot of it's like this kind of like really complex, like almost like tribal drumming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I want to say primitive, but it's not primitive. It's complex, but it's it's neat. Uh, yeah, it's very like percussive. Like he's not doing a lot on like you know just like hi hat, mm-hmm. uh, four on the floor stuff. Yeah. There's not. There might be a lot of double bass, but it's like I don't know. There's no. Doesn't seem like he's showing off. And I was gonna say you're right. Like I was gonna say you said new dance. Well, some like slam dancing. I'm like you're right. Also, it's too slow to slam dance to. Some of it's just so, just so just. Ugh. Like well, let's get into uh, purify. Purify my favorite track on the record. Um, easy. Like 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 yeah, it, another uh, another slow build track. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has the, it mentions things like uh, uh, fiery truth. Um, I really like that fetal fetal buried gold. I'm into that. Um, uh, drowning in the birth. Yeah, that's that's part of some of like my favorite uh, section or some of the lyrics I really like the. Whispers revealing path of spiral reaps fetal buried gold, uh, humbled into womb. Yeah, a center opens to the unknown. Sacrifice the flesh, feeding solar visions. Oh my god! Purify <laughs> my hells to climb the to climb the heavens. Flamed blades on their stabbing, scorching sacred. Oh, that's so many good lines in this, but uh, <laughs> but it's but it's um. Again, we're talking about genius because that's our go-to place when it gets the lyrics. And mm-hmm. luckily, there's not a whole lot of commentary on these songs. Like, like uh, this one, this guy's like probably it's about <laughs> like um, but um, but uh, I'm glad that they don't have a whole lot of people just saying shit on this. Like, you know. yeah, I I feel like Neurosis is kind of one of those bands though that it's like I don't know quite what to make of mm-hmm. what they're saying mm-hmm. because it's all just there's not really like a story or anything. It's all just very like evocative imagery. Like, <laughs> Oh, you're doing purify. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk about purifying stuff by fire or by sword or, you know, doing all this stuff and you just get like cool lines. Uh, but it's like, I, do I, like, I couldn't tell you if there's a story behind any of this. I do like, I do. I would like to see the notebooks that shit's written on or like how they write the lyrics on this. It's got Kelly sitting down somewhere. Or is a band member going up to it and writing a line and walking away like like, or or did they do it on the spot like Chris Isaac or something where they just sing what they feel? <laughs> you know what I mean? They they have to put some thought into it. I know uh, Steve Von Till is like an actual like published poet. Oh, nice. Okay. He does some cool stuff. I love I love the build in this one. You see a little bit of like acoustic guitar making appearance. And you hear some strings oh. in the background too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which yeah. They is- do bring in some other some other instrumentation on I, here, especially I put, I put this, near the end. I put this in sort of three movements. This record, this song has like, two. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I have this three movements. I mean, it's, it starts out, you know, slow beginning with strings and, and then, uh, in the background, like two forty five, it gets sort of hard stops. And like, that's when I, when I had the hard stops in there, I'm like, okay, I'm in like, like this song. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of hard stops. As you know, you know, like uh, like you, how you remind me. That's my favorite song, right? But um, <laughs> but no, uh, it's it's just so good. <laughs> this song, yeah. I, well, we should talk about part three real quick okay. and expanded uh, instrumentation, like oh. bagpipes. Yeah, yeah. Show I was up. about to say, I'm like, is it, is it a bagpipe? It's, it's it is, and it's so ugly. It sounds so cool. 
Well, that's one thing I really like about Neurosis mm-hmm. is kind of through the years, we've all heard bagpipes as kind of this like joke instrument is like, oh, it sounds ugly and it shows up on things and it's kind of cheesy, and but they're a, like. And a dude in corn plays it. John, yeah John. what the, i feel like what neurosis is trying to do is put it back in its like original context as like a scary war instrument yeah yeah absolutely which is what it was it was there to make awful sounds that are you know signaling like hey we're coming to beat the shit out of you isn't that so weird that they have war like people that would go into war and they'd play an instrument isn't that fucking weird? oh yeah god damn <laughs> Now all you need to do is just play a Neurosis record. Yeah, yeah, yeah just put that on the hot speaker. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think it's really cool because it actually adds this like ominous droning sound that's playing along with these like fuzzed out droning guitars that are happening, and it's just. I think you have a hard time. Uh, you have a hard time saying this is a drone record, though. I think to anyone, it's definitely not a drone yeah, record. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it has too much instrumentation, it, too much of a beat. Too much of a thoughts, you know, put into it. Um, but uh, hey, drone has thoughts. Yeah. Put into oh yeah, it. we did do a we did do Sun record, and we were able to. Mm-hmm. Man, that was we had to do something with that. Which I would say that one doesn't have a lot of thought put into it because it's an improv album. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, oh that one we listened to was an improv. Mm-hmm. Pyroclasts. Oh wow. Goddamn. <laughs> I mean, would you? I mean, there's some thought important in improv, but part of it is the reaction, you know. I mean. Mm-hmm. You want to move to Lucasstar? Yeah, which I guess is the single yeah, on here. It's a five minute, forty eight second song, and um, it's a which purify like fades into it because it ends with like those bagpipes that kind of slowly fade out yeah. into this like almost like oscillator drone. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. like it kind of sounds like singing bowls if you know what those are. Those like yeah glass bowls mm-hmm. and you just rub a thing on it. That's I've, what try, it I've like tried to, to use those before. Like, like, you know, I've seen people do it like on cups and moves. I'm like, I'm trying to do that. I'm like, I can't do it. Can you do it? Yeah. I think it needs to be a certain kind of thing made okay. specifically for that. And then I think you got to get your fingers like slightly wet. So they're like uh sticky. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, to get it to resonate. Uh, I've looked into it. I've never done it successfully, but I've looked into I've tried trying to do, to do I've it. I've tried to do it. My, like, my cocktail was just like, here I go. This glass is half full of water, and but you know whatever. Um, <laughs> but we 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 move on to Lucas Star, which is a, uh, which it's the really the only song in this record that has like a traditional structure, you know, like chorus. I think so. Yeah. Verse, yeah. Yeah. They give someone. They have a video for it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Know. Is it show the band members or is it just something else? I think so. It's been a while since I've watched it. Yeah. That's fair. But I'm pretty sure it does. When it reissued with the enhanced CD, you can see the video. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of their later albums, they released a, a DVD version of it that they made a video for every track. Oh, shit. I and mean, I've got it, and it's great. Oh, it is? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me borrow it. Well, no. I have to fucking San Diego. Um, um. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring it by when I visit. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Locust Star. Again, uh, talk about Burning. Uh, they mentioned the serpent for the first time, and maybe the time was the ones that they're getting the record. But um, I, I I wrote down uh, rise, but with a bunch of eyes because that's mentioned. Yeah, in it. um, it's a it's a, he just yells it right off the bat. This this record, this song definitely has riffs in it, though. I feel like there's definitely riffs in this song if you're into riff rock. Um, but yeah, 
I, I do have the chorus star rain down on you and star rain down on you, but the rain, I feel like it's like a double entendre, like, like, you know, like, like, you know, power raining over someone also rain, mm. you know, like a double meaning, I guess the best way to put it. Oh no, I 100%. And I, I, I know you're, you dig shit like that like big time. So, Oh yeah. 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 yeah like, like I, like I said, they pick their words. Great. Yeah. Um, God, it's got, it's got just such cool lyrics. Uh, the bright star, uh, in the dripping sun, writhe on, oh, writhe on dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was all about that. I was like born to ride. Yeah. Um, and th- this is the first song where you f- sort of get the idea that they're not too big on Christ. <laughs> you know, no, like, I don't think so. <laughs> no, the the, the the um, the they're not big on at least organized religion, and, and you know it's not it's not um something new to for a metal band to turn against religion, and this is no different when they say things like, um, Christ shines blind blind your world, you know, uh, your belief mm-hmm. is, your belief is scars, you know, like stuff like that, um, but it's it's a cool as fuck song. With a name that's cool, so Locust Star. I mean, that's fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really like they. He plays a lot with this like lowering me mm-hmm. kind of thing, which mm-hmm. I think is you know funeral imagery <laughs> of just like different people lowering him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Into a hole. Yeah, yeah. Also, like you can say as much as you can about the music because it's just it's all fucking great. But some of the lyrics in here are fucking killer too. Like, like, yeah. It, it, I mean, one thing I will say about the music, um, the bass, the distortion effect that they choose mm-hmm. on here sounds so cool on the bass. So many ugly sounds on this. I love it so much. Um, <laughs> like, like we talk about the beauty of ugliness, and that's all over this thing. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's at this point where like I said, I have a hard time believing you wouldn't like eyes neurosis, but I can see some people turning off at this point. <laughs> um, yeah, just like uh, you know what, it might be a little little too much for me. Yeah, 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 a little too much. Um, do you like you said? There's no story, but I feel like there a lot. Of, like, do you know that like a lot of people are searching through the story for this thing, like at least the through line. I don't know. I mean, there's definitely a through line of like the themes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I think you could maybe, maybe try to project a story onto it, but it, I don't know. It doesn't feel like it follows any sort of narrative arc. Yeah. But I mean, it's for apocalyptic, apocalyptic, uh, uh, imagery and, uh, in like dystopian landscape, it's sort of, sort of getting Mad Max vibe from it. <laughs> like it's oh, so really? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, or at least like, you know, like, um, the cover of that Slayer record. What was the record we talked about? Oh, uh, South of Heaven. Yeah, yeah. not South of Heaven. The, the one no, was, Seasons in the Abyss. Yeah, I get that sort of imagery in my head. Well, again, this, oh, snakes, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, um, Hellscape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a definitely Hellscape-ish, this whole thing. And it, you couldn't pick a more apocalyptic record, dude. Good job. Um, Thank you. <laughs> this is This might be the most apocalyptic thing I've listened to. Yeah, and it, it sounds like it. It sounds like the apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, next track is is another is you talked about how it was normally the previous track was mm-hmm. structured kind of like a normal track. The mm-hmm. next one is absolutely not. Oh yeah. And it's kind of a surprise. Like it's a slow song yeah. for five minutes of its seven minute runtime. Yeah, it has a little, a little clean vocals. Which you didn't expect. 
Um, yeah, and piano and yeah, acoustic yeah. guitar. It's, it's beautiful, really. The first the first couple minutes, but you sort of like you sort of see like the first four lines of the first five lines of the final lines are what you hear for most of the song. Like like yeah, it's crazy how he manages to kind of stretch out very few lines of stuff yeah. into into and, the singing. And this is when I was starting to think this genius was losing its mind. Like this can't be right, but it. Right, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, and one thing I really like about uh, the first part of the song, and it actually reminded me of the uh, the Lingua Ignota thing, mm-hmm. was like how he starts off singing pretty normally, but then mm-hmm. like as the uh, singing progresses, like it sounds like he's getting more like just desperate and oh, screaming yeah. Yeah, yeah, more cool. like. Yeah, it, his voice changes throughout the whole thing, and mm-hmm. it just kind of gets heavier and heavier. Yeah, and the, which is, yeah, again more flame imagery, like a, a you know tongue of flame, and then a searing blue gaze, which it used, mm-hmm. you, again double meaning, like you know like sear, like like you know like sear, and then like burning something, which is great. Uh, breathe my fire. Yeah, I've got, I've got all the lyrics for the first seven minutes written down because it's like. Two sentences. It's uh, on this earth, lay me down, uh, soil my blood. This shell. shell will fade. God's with eyes. I'm ready now at the hanging tree, giver of life, great mother heal. I will rise. Yeah. They stretch that out for seven minutes. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, I was like, like listening. I'm like, okay, okay, I hear that. Is he, is he, is, no, he's not doing it yet. Oh, okay. There he goes. Sort of. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this, uh, this has such, oh yeah. And I want to mention also, uh, pray to the mystics, pray on, uh, where again, oh, yeah. like pray and then do pray on people, which was, again, this has some great lyrics and that like when, when it has a double meaning like that. And I, uh, back to the religious stuff, yeah. what have God, God wrought, uh, divine misthought. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. itself saying it like that makes it kind of sound like a, uh, like a Queen's Rye clearance yeah. or a, a Iron Maiden. <laughs> yeah, I can hear that. Bruce. But the last two minutes of the song get super heavy. Oh yeah, dude. And, you know, like you're just, uh, you're just nodding your head and in a despondent, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it like lulls you into this kind of like with the first seven minutes, like lulls you into kind of this like, all right, it's it's gonna be a slow one, and then it's just like comes out of nowhere it's almost like eye hitting again yeah. my, my lyrics all it says in the about the outro and this is outro is so killer that's all it says but the yeah. song ends suddenly like it just stops yep and it and goes boom right into the next uh transition track called uh become the ocean which is uh, again like a track of like um of uh of quotes but it's really this this is when it says oh yeah this whole thing's about nuclear war um, yeah, I think this one's just all part of one speech. I really love the term transfiguration, and I'm glad that was mentioned in here. Um, yeah. <laughs> we even ignited the first time. I, I really liked the part I picked out for the sampler. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we even ignited the first time bomb with decommemorating the transfiguration of Christ. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this. I love this track. I love this throw the lines and this. I love the the uh, eerie um, noises they put in there because I, I guess people are probably just 
press and shit and made it sound evil as fuck. Like, and uh, yeah, I, I think he might be like sourcing his sounds too. Oh, yeah. So it's like, he may just be like pressing buttons and getting things going, but I think he's also a big part of like sourcing it, finding these explosion sounds that he can <laughs> that like tweak and mess with. Sure Although there he... is a, a neurosis. It's not like a side project because it's the same people, but they have a separate thing called like tribes of neurote. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like their noise mm-hmm. sound project thing. Yeah. But uh, that gets us into my favorite track. Ion? Eon. Eon. Aeon. 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 It's not Ion. Eon. Yeah, it starts out with piano, violin, cello, and light percussion. You know? Yeah, okay. This may be my favorite song, but it has been forever ruined for me oh, no. by Tenacious D. Oh, no. Because the piano part sounds almost exactly like that classico part oh, no. from Pick of Destiny. <laughs> you know, the, can't you see? He's a man. Let me hear you. Applaud. <laughs> yeah, he is yeah. more than a man. He's, He's a, a shiny, shiny golden, golden god. god. So, you so get- that... The piano part in this sounds like that, but slowed down. Mm-hmm. So I can't not hear that when I, I listen to this song. I can't hear not Jack Black just singing that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> can't you see? He's the man. Let me hear. So if you listen to it again, uh, hopefully I, I didn't ruin it for you. No, no. But I can't unhear it. Uh, this, uh, but this is another one that kicks in super heavy yeah, bring, after. Oh, yeah. Bring you the heavy chaos at 2 minutes and 50, 50 seconds because... Oh man. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, um, I have written stuff down. Blood will make you nourish. And I want to mention something about boy will nourish. So when I read the words of this, there is this TV show. I watched a long ass time on discovery. It was, um, a scripted show, but it, it was like about like Neanderthals crossing their, their brain straight. Right. And so they, mm. they had this group of three people and one was dying and, they had the discussion off on the other end of the boat they were under um, uh, that, you know, this person dies and the person was like, his blood will nourish us. And I was thinking about it like, okay, so they eat their friend, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's what I thought was the blood will nourish. I'm like, okay, so I don't know. I had to mention Maybe that. they watched that same documentary. Yeah, but it was weird because, yeah, they did. But I remember watching that. Chain Channel's coming back and they were like fighting people that they came across. I'm like, I'm like this isn't a Discovery Channel. Like, what the fuck is this? But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's made me want to. Discovery search. got real weird there for a bit, yeah. trying to find themselves. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I, I'm sure you can find it somewhere on the internet, and I, I'm going to, and I'm gonna hopefully, <laughs> and I'm gonna watch it again and tell me how shitty it is. But um, this song's not shitty though. This song's fucking cool. no. Uh, this is another one that changes a lot throughout its runtime. I think this is the third of the. The super long tracks. Yeah, and it's it's got yeah you said ugly sounds, um, and uh, it's got like uh instruments that sound like they're they should they're broken you know like there's a mm-hmm. like a bass with a busted string or something. Um, uh, oh wanna... man, this I think this song does a really cool thing where um, the, I think the keyboard player is dialing in different sounds to match up with what the bass is doing. Mm-hmm. And they're then like kind of like panning the bass into a bunch of different places for each note. Yeah. And I think that's just such a really cool technique that I've always wanted to like try to put into a song. Yeah. Well, uh, it sounds cool. Yeah. I, I want to mention there's three things that mention uh, fire in this uh, the term fire, um, mm-hmm. then cauterize, 
and uh, obsidian tides, which obsidian is volcanic glass. So yeah. Oh no, say the whole thing. You just said cauterize. It's cauterize my waist. Whatever that means. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who knows? I think it. I think it's like a burn the earth kind of thing. Yeah, sort of. We wasted the earth. Burn it. I love the term uh, fall to us obsidian tides. I was like, fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> like, like this song sounds so fucking evil and good. Like, in, like uh, evil is a good thing to me. <laughs> I don't want to say it's not. <laughs> but, oh, man. Uh, Ion, it's it's a long song, and, you, and it's heavy, and it's got several movements to it. Um yeah, it does. It's it just kind of like keeps going, keeps changing. And you know, um, the, the way it ends is like this slow, despairing beauty to it, though. You know, like yeah, where it it eventually like all the sounds kind of drop out, and it's just kind of the chaotic drums mm-hmm. happening. Yeah, and then those start to fade out as the strings kind of take it over. Yeah, yeah. and I, 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 I you me wonder if they would ever have a string quartet like 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 tour them, you know. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, it would be cool. Uh, I uh, although it seems like a lot to pay people for <laughs> what totals like less than ten minutes of an album. Yeah, yeah, you feel like you'd have like the roadies double. You know, like like, like you guys, you gonna be a roadie and a part of a string quartet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, I'm not. I'll be honest. I don't think it's a whole lot of crossover. Two people play cello, and also I'll want a roadie with a um, neurosis. Yeah, but who knows? Maybe there is. Maybe there is. Um, We get into Enclosure and Flame. Um, Last track, a nice kind of summation or conclusion. It it has this like kind of flame imagery. It has this keyboard like the beginning or this little like like twinkling like sort of lullaby sounding sort of um, thing, and then but it 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 starts having these other sounds like put into like a clang or uh, Mm -hmm. or something, and it it builds into this into this crushing thing about three minutes in again, just fucking, Oh, just like it's in. Yeah. (laughs) This one, um, like I, I'm always kind of flopping back and forth on how I feel on this track. Yeah. Cause I think it's really weird to end it on. I I don't know how to describe it. It's like a slower track and it's Mm -hmm. all built around one kind of, I think it's a guitar that's like detuned and sounds really weird. Yeah. Uh, progression. And you can hear it throughout the whole song. Um, and it's, it's pretty repetitive. Um, and then it only kind of does this guitar line thing with him kind of like whispering (laughs) words that there's official lyrics for it. And I cannot like, I I cannot follow them at all. Yeah. When I was listening to him, like, that's definitely not in his lyrics that I'm looking at at all. Like, like what he's saying, not here. (laughs) Like, yeah, you even texted me about it. And I, uh, I went and grabbed my record off the shelf and looked at the lyric sheet. I'm like, no, those are the official lyrics, apparently. <laughs> yeah, well. But yeah, so it's kind of this like more quiet part with that repetitive uh, melody, um, which sounds really evil. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with him just kind of like almost like barely whispering the lyrics, mm-hmm. and then it kicks in super heavy, and they scream the like most just horrific <laughs> screaming <laughs> they do on the whole album. It's a good summation, you know? Uh, it's great. Yeah. yeah, you get... I don't know. Like, they talk about... I don't know. I, this is all just what I wrote down. It's like, flame is soul. Flame is origin. But flame is destructive. Um, <laughs> Just like... 
I, it, I don't know. It's really a lot of cool, interesting thoughts just about fire. Mm. And this track is just super atmospheric. Yeah. And it takes, it does kick in right around kind of like the seven minute mark mm-hmm. for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it does. And then just fades back out on that same guitar riff at the end. Uh, which is the perfect way to book in this record. Um, after, when this ended, you know, I just sort of took a little break, you know, upstairs, uh, ate some food. I just need something that would, that would make me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah, so, uh, but that's, that, that was Neurosis's, um, Through Silver and, and Blood, and it's, it's a classic, it's amazing, it's both creative. And it still songs. holds up. Oh yeah, dude, it doesn't sound dated at all, you know, like, you hear some records from 1996, and you're like, this is very 1996, but I don't hear that in the story, this sounds, it could have came out yesterday, really, I feel like. Yeah. Um, so that, that, that's something, definitely something to, uh. Keep in mind, uh, there's lots of records that come out this time where you can say this is a very 90s record, but this doesn't sound 90s. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds modern still. And that's, exactly. And good on there for that. Like, I can't. <laughs> oh, when you're Neurosis, this is all your, this is your favorite Neurosis record, by the way? It is, yeah. Okay. Um, My second favorite being The Sun That Never Sets, yeah. which is the one that has the DVD. Yeah, okay. Um, which is really cool. It, I, it has what I think is Neurosis's best song, mm-hmm. which is Stones from the Sky. I'll check it out. Is it, which is awesome. Again, I, I will, I will, I'll send it to you. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> you know what? You know what I chose? I would love to know what you chose. I chose Godspeed You. Oh, I'm sorry, I gotta say it right. Godspeed You, Black Emperor. Um, <laughs> I chose the Rick of Luciferian Towers. Uh, God's you, which I had not heard. Oh, you hadn't heard of it till till oh, mm. okay. Well, uh, they're a Canadian post rock band. Uh, they started in 1994, but uh, that's the longest time ago. Um, they released their first record, um, uh, the record that everyone talks about, Lifter, uh, Finny Skinny Fist, like Antenna to the Sky, uh, or Antennas to Heaven, sorry, uh, back in 19, or it's back in 2000, right? And then they, I thought their first. Wasn't their first one uh, F sharp, A sharp, Infinity? Yeah, I'm retarded. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, F sharp, A sharp, Infinity, which I could, people kept saying F F uh, F flat, and I'd be like, "You're wrong." But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. That was released in '97. Then they did the Lifter Skinny Fist, which everyone I talk to says that's their favorite. Um, Lifter Skinny Fist is their favorite. Um, Godspeed you record. Um, I do not like that album. No, you don't. And I love Godspeed. And so you have F sharp, A sharp, Infinity. I do. I think my favorite is uh, what is it? It's like Zero Riot something Canada or Canada or Riot and Zero Canada. I can't remember the name of it. It's like an EP of theirs. Oh, it's an EP. Okay, because I was looking at the studio albums. Well, I'm not seeing that on here. Uh, it's an EP that's like I don't know, thirty minutes long. <laughs> so it's basically a new record. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a show Riot for New Zero Canada. Yeah, back in 1999. Yeah. Okay. Good one. It's yeah. really good. So for between, um, they did three records, you know, every two years, like bands do. And then mm-hmm. they took a 10 year break and came back, uh, with, uh, up to their current run of records. Um, uh, Luciferian Towers, it was released in 2017. So many years after the band's, um, inception. 
and really the band is just a few it's a few dudes basically uh it's a uh, Brian Manick who does keyboards and the guitar um Mauro, Mauro Pizente, who just does bass and uh, that's in um Mike Moya Dave Bryan there's just a few people but they always have like a, a rotating cast of people that that um play with Godspeed but I guess if you talk to them they're probably I'd call them more of a collective of people as a yeah. band um but they definitely they, had a lot more people in it pre hiatus oh yeah for sure uh they they are a post rock band and they're very fucking influential in that genre like like they're about as influential to post rock as as Neurosis is to post metal, you know, like, Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. we should, I don't know. We should talk a little bit about post-rock post-metal. Okay. Like, uh, I think uh, why Godspeed is so influential in that like genre Mm -hmm. post-rock is because they almost kind of like defined the sound as you know it. Yeah. Like, cause how post-rock originally started out was it's like, Hey, this is any music that's like not rock being made with rock instruments. Yeah. So like Don Caballero and Slint and those guys, those all used to be like, they counted as post-rock and then they kind of fell into their own genres. Um, Post-rock's also- But Godspeed made that like, what do you call it? Like a lot of people like derisively call it like crescendo core, <laughs> uh, but that's, that's just kind of like, that's what you come to expect from post-rock now. It's yeah. like, that's post-rock. Yeah. And you know, like uh bands like explosions in the sky probably wouldn't sound anything like they do without Godspeed you black emperors um, influence post-rock. Now you, if you, you think cinematic, you know, like if you're being nice mm-hmm. about it, you call it cinematic. Cause it's like a people say it's like a film score, but it's not really a part of it is you can sort of look at it. And what I do with, with this record is I, I came with his own idea in my head of what was happening. You know, you can add your own, I guess, quote unquote storyline to it. Cause there's no fucking way that there's no weird sense to how you supposed to know. Right. Unless you're exactly like, unless you're like my music teacher. And I went to school. She was listening to Peter Wolf. Like you hear the wolf and you hear the fox. I'm like, this is fucking stupid, but, um, but, um, <laughs> But um, I think this uh yeah post rock is different than post metal, and I guess it's not as heavy. <laughs> I guess the best way to put yeah, it. Yeah, I think I definitely feel like post metal picked up the post rock stuff. Yeah, so like post rock influenced metal and made post metal. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, post which it doesn't it doesn't have it that same kind of weird nebulous like early post rock thing that was going on. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I do want I do want to mention why I picked this for Apocalypse. Um, you'll hear you'll see a lot of interviews saying it's hopeful, but uh, the press release says something different <laughs> that they put in it. Um, I'm gonna read just part of it because it's not all like it's fucking long. But right. Um, but uh, for example, they said we aim for wrong notes to explode, acquired muttering, amplified heavenward. We record it all in a burning motorboat, <laughs> right? <laughs> and when they're talking about uh, the first track, they mentioned stuff like, um, look at that big, look at that fucking skyline, big lazy money written, dull marble obelisks. Imagine all those buildings much later on, hauled out and stripped barb of wiring glass. Listen, the wind is listening through all 3,000 of its burning, burning window holes. 
that's the first song. Um, yeah, which it could still reflect the hopeful music because a big thing of Godspeed's uh, stuff is there this like oh there's super kind of like an leftist anarchist oh, kind of yeah. collective of people where like I think the burned out buildings are looking at are corporation headquarters. Oh sure, um, they mentioned something about you know how the how uh, they mentioned talking about labor, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. uh, and how awful it is for people. They talk about uh, famine and fam. Um, uh, they talk about the forest is burning, the hunters like wolves. They mention things like uh, Canada emptied of its minerals and dirty oil, emptied of its trees and water, a crippled thing drowning in a puddle covered in ants. The ocean doesn't give a shit because it knows it's dying too. Um, but my favorite thing about the press release is they have these five demands, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, first one, end of foreign invasions. Uh, next one, into borders. The next one is total dismantling of the prison industrial complex. Fourth one is healthcare, housing, food, and water acknowledges an inalienable human right. And then my favorite one, the expert fuckers who broke this world and they get to speak again. Uh, <laughs> I get goosebumps just saying that. Um, I love, I love all their like. I love the political part of Godspeed a lot. Like on uh, the vinyl version of what is it like Yankee UXO or something mm-hmm. like that yeah, yeah. is uh, when you open it up, it's like a, like a web of like all the corporations that are connected to um, like arms dealers, basically. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a hard time thinking a lot of people who aren't anarchist would agree with their, their or you know, at least um, radical politics. I, I am one of those people, though. I, I, I'm not one of those people that disagrees with that. I think it's fucking awesome. I love their politics. Mm-hmm. I think it's fucking cool as shit. I do. Um, and I do. It is a little weird. I know it's instrumental music, but do you feel like maybe they're coming at it in like the safest way possible. By not like outright saying it. They don't say anything in the music or have anything that reflects political stuff in the actual music itself. They just go like, no, 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 we're political. We're political. Danny Boyle, put us in your movie. (laughs) I don't, that's a good way to put it, but I I do think that, mm, I don't know, man. I mean, they, they go hand in hand. Like I do think it is hard to separate it from it, but I don't know. There are times where it's like if somebody just if somebody showed me like a Dead Kennedys song <laughs> and then showed me a Godspeed song and we're like, hey, these have the same politics. I'd be like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the song has a guy talking about going to Coney Island and slurping down hot dogs. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> or, you know, if you're uh, John Mellicamp sucking on a chili dog. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's John Mellicamp, right? Uh, maybe. Okay, I don't know. But someone's I'm not up to date on my slurping down chili dog lore. Okay, all right, fair enough. I think Sonic the Hedgehog's the one who does that. Oh yeah, man, <laughs> man. Did you watch the cartoon growing up for Sonic the Hedgehog? No, I had I owned one issue of the comic though. Oh, so in the cartoon, the guy who did the voice was Urkel. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, it was. Uh, I feel like I'm saying that wrong now. Oh fuck. Never mind. Saying Urkel wrong? No, I'm saying like uh, uh, I feel like I've heard that somewhere and I was just parroting it. I'm gonna leave it alone. You might be right. I'm, I'm gonna leave it there. <laughs> but um, 
The yeah, let's shows, talk about Godspeed, yeah, and then uh, we'll get to Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, the record shows Luciferian Towers. I, for, I You know what? I need to play the clip on this. So um, this is a God's, Godspeed by Kemper, uh, Luciferian Towers. You can find Spotify or all the capitalist systems they want to destroy. But uh, <laughs> here we go. Luciferian Towers. Uh, so I, I think you'd be, um, you wouldn't be completely out of line to say this is a drone record. You think so? I mean, there's a lot of drone elements to it, right? I think so. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> similar to a drone album, they hold on to uh, notes and they kind of draw stuff out um, and really kind of focus on like building an atmosphere. Yeah, I get that too. Um, uh, when I 
I wanted to mention how like, I came across this record in particular. So uh, Mills Drug Company here in um, Kansas City, they were doing care packages in the pandemic, which you basically the website, they have things like, okay, we'll send you a record based on all these things that one was apocalyptic. And they sent this one. And oh, nice. Yeah. And so that's, and ever since then, I just, uh, people want, I'm like, you want to hear a, a record of the time? Let's listen to Fear and Towers by them. <laughs> and this was, you know, dead smack, like, when the pandemic was in a full swing when everyone was locked down, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so this came in the mail. I was all about it. Um, yeah, the way I came across Godspeed, you Black Emperor, was... Um, what? But I want to mention that before this, I knew who they were. Like, in, I had friends that were Oh, you'd never listened to them? Uh, well, I, in the car with other people, like, you know... But, oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, but I, and I listened to Lift Your Skinny Fists, but um, but other than that, like uh, I was pretty in the dark about Godspeed. Like I knew what they sounded like, but I didn't really, I did, I never did gotten as deep into albums as I have with this one. So really, yeah, yeah, nice, yeah, yeah. I uh, I found them because I used to be on like a music message board, mm-hmm. and one of the uh, postings was like, "Post your scary music here." Um, and and somebody posted F sharp, A sharp infinity. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll check that out. And I listened to it and it, I didn't think it was very scary, but yeah. I was like, this whips, this is really <laughs> good. Uh, so I got into it. I ended up finding, you know, more, it was in October. So I was like, yeah, I want like haunted house music and cool stuff like that. There are lots of people that I guess would call this shit pretentious. Um, especially they mentioned, they mentioned this band in uh, Pineville Express, they mentioned that this guy's yeah, like, yeah. you're gonna go off to college and get into Godspeed, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I, I I laughed when I heard that because um, I mean like I said I knew who they were and I knew what they sounded like but this album is the one that I really got into and I got it because I got it you know yeah this is my first time listening to it I had I got really into like pre hiatus Godspeed and then mm-hmm. when they came back I was kind of just I don't know I for whatever reason was just like eh I won't listen to it um Luciferian Towers. We'll start with the first track, undoing Luc- undoing the Luc- undoing a Luciferian towers. Yeah, is it Luciferian? Very awkward. Is it Luciferian? Huh? Is it Luciferian or Luciferian? I don't know. That's not the part I'm hung up on. Okay. I'm hung up on undoing a yeah. oh, towers. So the plural and in, in the singular. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the singularity. Yeah. Well, um, it, it doesn't really matter. There's no words in it, right? There's no words in the song or any of the songs. Right. In this one. But this is. This is the one where it starts out like a lot of it. There's lots of buildup, lots of layering, mm-hmm. lots of, I don't want to call it noise, but it, I mean, it is noise. It's no, it's, it's a bunch of droning instruments. <laughs> yeah. This one actually starts with like a, a really big drone. And yeah. then the drums kind of come in, in like, at least with the atmosphere, like it's supposed to be kind of like a march or like a military march, but it mm-hmm. has definitely like a funeral march it, vibe to it. It feels political. Like, like if I had to say something, it feels political, but not in, you know, weird or anything, but, but in, in the way it sounds to me, it sounds like politics. I don't, I, and not like, <laughs> this know. is what politics yeah, sounds yeah. like, but it, <laughs> it, you know, it, I have all this stuff written, but it's just me figuring out, like trying to reconcile my feelings with this record, you know, like, like, um, cause I said, it's, it's like I said, political, but not your perfect intro, intro track though. Like if you're going to listen to this record, I, you can't listen to this record, just this song. You know what I mean? Like, right. like this is a record to hear in its whole entirety. And I want to mention that that if you were to buy it on compact disc or vinyl, like I have it, 
it's four songs, right? But for some reason, Spotify has it to where it has uh, eight tracks, you know? So, I Which know. I hate that they do that because yeah. it makes this album really hard to like. Because what I like to do is I like to listen to it all the way through. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm like doing other stuff, I'll put stuff on like shuffle to kind of mm-hmm. hear things yeah. outside of, I guess, like the context of yeah. the album or outside of the context of uh, sequencing and stuff mm-hmm. like that to kind of hear the stuff on its own. You can't put this album on shuffle because you'll go from undoing a Luciferian towers to, you know, Anthem for no state part three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause uh, if you listen to it on Spotify, it's eight tracks. So it means they've changed. They take the two big long tracks uh, and split them into three parts. Um, Bosses yeah. hang part one, two and three. And then for no state part one, two and three. And I really wonder if they got with the band on that and were like, this is what we're going to do. And they're like, mm, I guess, but, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like that that's gotta be a label thing, but I think they run the label. So it's gotta be up to them. Cause they upload the tracks and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, undoing elusive, undoing, undoing a elusive towers. Um, um, it's a, it has, um, the payoff thing, the band, which, mm-hmm. which, that that motif shows up throughout the record, and I fucking love it when bands do that. It's yeah, <laughs> it's great, uh, and it, it like it's just a good riff yeah, too. Yeah. Like if it wasn't so good, I think the album would be lesser because you I mean they're referencing it a bunch, but like it would still be cool. But it's like the fact that it's so recognizable and just I don't know it. I think it is you know triumphant uh, sounding. Oh yeah, yeah. Like maybe there's some some hope left over in this weird apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you said when you listen to Godspeed, you, I guess like try to put like a story to it. Yeah. Um, for me, my brain goes to like landscapes or like a scene happening because it's like so cinematic. So my brain went like, this sounds like the song for like a time lapse Mm -hmm. in like a documentary. Uh huh. I get that. Or like a sci-fi movie. Like I was thinking, um, yeah, I don't know, like looking at like the earth and like, cl- like it spinning, like clouds changing or something on it. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it, dude. I didn't think about it that way, but I can imagine that if they were making music video for any of the songs in here, that would work. And that would work with this song for sure. Mm-hmm. Sort of like, um, yeah, like a time-wise of this, you know, go exploring our solar system, especially. Um, uh, I didn't really have, I didn't, I started writing stuff like, like later on because I started thinking about like, when I started thinking a lot about this and I, I don't know why I was thinking about like, you know, how people were destroying the earth, right. Or whatever, you know, um, hurting the environment. And then I started thinking, well, the earth doesn't care. It doesn't have feelings on it. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like it'll be here long after we're gone. It'll be earth and plastic. <laughs> right. Like, right. like that's what will be here. Um, and so I was thinking about, you know, the ocean and the earth doesn't care, but we do, but, um, right. But, uh, we're not, we're not killing, well, we are killing the oceans, but we are killing ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it's like, we're like, you're hurting the earth. I'm like, we're really hurting ourselves you know, like that way. Um, mm-hmm. the, the earth doesn't have feelings of it one way or another. And well, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, like I said, this first song. When doing Lucifer Towers, it's put yeah, 
it's it's perfect intro. Ugh. It has horns, uh, yeah. which is new for this band. Yeah. Uh, so it's practically a ska album, is <laughs> yeah, what yeah, I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah. Saxon flute. Yeah, of course, jazz flute. Yeah, and I think <laughs> um, with adding the horns and stuff, and kind of like the whole ethos of post rock and drone and that kind of music mm-hmm. stuff, they're drawing influence from the like timbre of the sounds is important so mm-hmm. i think adding in the horns adds uh, just a new layer to this because it yeah. was all kind of guitars drums and strings for most of it yeah for most of their career and then i don't know it seems just kind of weird to being like oh a trumpet showed up how exciting yeah but it, it really is like i think it works really well in here and they know when to use expanded instrumentation yeah do you want to move into boss's hang yeah i've got it written I've- down in in three parts, so we're going to go through it yeah, chronologically. Yeah. Bosses hang. Starts out slow and desolate. This one, to me, sounds like it would be the opening of, like, a big rock song, like yeah, a big I, rock I, ballad. I did, I did say first semblance of, I uh, put into quotes, trad rock, like traditional rock, because it does have, like, you know, drums, bass, guitar. It has those things that you expect in traditional rock uh, outfits. But um, one I feel love about, I wrote down the server sort of, I said swelling guitars rising in a mushroom cloud. That's what I wrote down. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and that's why I said the word doesn't care. It just exists or something filled with it. And I've, I was thinking for something that's so filled with emotion, it had a real um, cold quality about the about that. I felt like, really, I, I don't know why I felt that way. And I didn't, I didn't feel like it was like, um, like robotic. I just felt like, like, like you said, you know, looking at the earth spinning mm-hmm. i guess sort of an overview of it like a like overhead view of it you know right that's why i got the feeling of this song and you know it's kind of hard to talk about feelings when it comes to music like like this because you, you'll have some people that are like uh i want to talk about you know the instrumentation i want to talk about the uh the time signature i'm like well um, how this song makes me feel right yeah and especially with this kind of music, because mm-hmm. uh, it develops so slowly, I don't think it's doing anything crazy complex besides yeah. maybe building layers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, especially with a lot of instrumental music, is like whatever they're playing has to hit you emotionally because they're not like saying anything. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's and no it, lyrics. It, and you know, some people would either say that's easy or hard, but I mean, this record is incredible. In my opinion, it's really good. Yeah. yeah. If this is what their post hiatus stuff sounds like, or if it's at least of this quality, yeah, I will probably do some more exploring of it. Yeah. Um, uh, but that gets us to part two. Yeah. Um, one of the things they, which, what they, they've done with this, this part, so is they really able to separate movements for sure. Like, like that's where I felt mm-hmm. like it wasn't too, um, too crazy to, to break it up. Cause, but I mean, as, they have three movements to it, so they they definitely had feelings about splitting it up, right? Yeah, for sure. And so part two of a boss's hang, it's also a slow build, but one of the things I noticed they do in these movements is they start with one central thing and they branch it off and add leaves to it. You know, like that's the best way to put it. There's the root, the stump, and then they branch it off and add leaves to make it the full song or full full movement that it is. Um, oh, for sure. And so. Part of the reason also I had the record because there's also like a point to it being one song, but but again, um, <laughs> if you had criticisms for other people, like why they wouldn't like this, what would you say it is? 
like if I was describing this to someone who doesn't yeah. listen to this kind of music, yeah, it's uh, it's like listening to a movie soundtrack without a movie. <laughs> That's a great way to put it, because like you said, cinematic. I, yeah, I think I think a lot of it just sounds very cinematic, but why this music works outside of like listening to a soundtrack mm-hmm. is within a song, they have their own kind of structure, their own like narrative structure, mm-hmm. which is which especially with this band, you get the the build up and then the crescendo yeah. in a what fifteen minute song, so you don't have to invest an hour and a half into listening to a whole movie soundtrack or watching a whole movie. It's like you get that little narrative bit in a chunk of a song. Do you have any soundtracks on vinyl? Yeah. Okay. I've got video game soundtracks. I've got movie oh, yeah. soundtracks. So I got the Witch soundtrack. Um but it's like a special one. It's got like Black Phillip, like an old timey like uh like gold stamp on the front. I was lost. Nice. So, so that, and I also got the main soundtrack, which is it looks like a black metal cover. It's got the the letters you can't read and shit like that. I mean, it's like a black metal soundtrack. Oh, so good. Uh, n- not as good as this, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, Bosses, Bosses Hang Part 2. It's- yeah, I like that it moves away from the uh, kind of like riffing yeah. in the first part into this kind of like repeating, pulsing, echoey guitar thing, and it sounds a lot like a... Um, like a psychedelic song. It's beautiful. And it it kind of just keeps getting heavier and heavier. It's beautiful and frightening at the same time. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Like that's why I got like bosses hang goes through so many movements and or so many things. And like you said, this building up and just getting this pulsing beat. This is, has this heartbeat to it um, in the center of it, but uh, all fluttering all throughout it, which is in the part three of Bart's boss hang. Um, it transcends with this distinct movement. Like, like I was saying, um, Again, there's sort of a heartbeat to it, but my favorite thing about this whole track is the how at the end it goes back to what it began in uh, undoing the Luciferian towers, like like that run that run through. It ends how 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 the other one ended. I fucking oh yeah, I fucking love that. I yeah, I love I love that like the this like riff shows back up again, especially here because I I was listening to this part and I'm like oh man. They, I hope they put another big riff here and then they reuse it. And it's just, I don't it's super cool. Yeah. What I'm telling you is that, well, you have in part three. That's when the apocalypse actually begins. That's when it mm-hmm. starts, starts going wrong. Uh, fire everywhere, you know, anxiety, anxiety ridden. Um, things and people are starting to see how everything has changed. You know, people are in their basement, their TV and satellite radios now silent because of the, uh, What's going on? Um, and if they make it through, you know, that's that's what happens. It's, uh, that's, again, I'm trying to produce my own sort of, um, um, my own sort of uh, apocalyptic feeling to this. Right. And I don't know why. But uh, I don't know. I think this kind of music is uh, perfect for that. Yeah. Uh, I love the, in this part, in the second half of this movement, uh, you get just like this big fuzzy, like bass sound. He's like playing chords and yeah. it's so cool. He's yeah. rocking out. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's a great song. I mean, all bosses hang is fantastic. All the other, again, like as one track, it's something else. Um, mm-hmm. and it'd be hard to like shuffle it. You're going to fuck it up somehow. Not somehow. You're going to fuck it up. If you shuffle it and it gives you bosses hang part two. And then there's going to say part three. Cause it doesn't work that way. Yeah. 
<laughs> you, it, you can get your instant gratification, but it's just not as good that way. Oh, yeah, not at all. Um, which brings us into fam fanning. Fam fam. Uh, fam slash famine. Yeah. Single violin run at the beginning of it. And then, uh, again, more drone. Drone beginning to this. Uh, and yeah, they just kind of keep building layers on it. Yeah, more of, more violin layers, adding some fuzzed out guitar. And the feeling I get from this is people are emerging from their bunkers after the Earth has been destroyed by whatever it was, whether it be, uh, you know, comet impact or asteroid impact or a nuclear war. And now they're emerging, they're forging, they're sort of getting their resources together to find something that isn't fucked up. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. know, you know, um, that's why from fam famine, of course, the name famine. You're gonna start coming to your own conclusions about that. Uh, <laughs> but you sort of wonder, uh, with the apocalypse, is the world over? Is it just beginning? Are we starting over? Or did it end? You know? It's sort of hard to know. And yeah, you- I love the... Uh, in the second part of this, you kind of get this, like... They have the drums turned down, but they're like... He's going crazy on them. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's making this, like, wall of kind of chaos. Mm-hmm. It's uh- And then I think... They they recall on this track too the uh Undoing the riff yeah the riff the riff the yeah and I was really into that like 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 hearing track four and they hear with the recall of the of the original like ending of Undoing Luciferian Towers I was I, I again just, just. <laughs> it makes it feel like one whole piece oh yeah for sure. separate like movements and stuff inside oh yeah and i was super like like that's what i loved about making this one piece you know like i don't think you can hear fan famine and just do it like that because it would part of the callback is the is the feeling you get from all of it together you know right and so i was really happy to see that it made me i was stoked on it <laughs> um how, how many times did you listen to this? You think since we uh, before we did the episode? at least three? Yeah, let's do about five times. I mean, yeah, I did. I did one just kind of sitting down mm-hmm. listening to it. One for taking notes, and then another one. I think I put it on twice randomly, just driving around. I did the same thing. I did. It was the soundtrack to my uh, uh, grocery shopping. Oh, nice. I uh, I did the same thing. I did well once just listening to it, once taking notes, and then. Three or four times just hearing it while I'm working or something, mm-hmm. um, which is great. And um, you know, my wife didn't have to hear because she had stuff other stuff to do. But um, because <laughs> I've tried to listen to this other around, she's like, "Can you change it?" And I'm like, "Okay." Um, <laughs> she was like, "It was making me anxious." And I was like, "Okay, I mean, that's fair." You gotta wait for the you gotta wait for the payoff. Yeah, 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 wait for the payoff, boo. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but uh. Like you said, it ends like the first track begins, or it ends like the first track ends, which brings us into Anthem for No State, which the name is... Uh, which is my favorite oh, yeah. track, or my favorite of the four. Of, 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 of the three uh, Anthem for No States? The first part? No, of the four, four, like, whole tracks. I agree with you. Yeah, for example. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Like, like... Mm. Uh, well, but uh, it starts out... There's... There's despair and sadness, but there's also this propulsion to it, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, like you said. Like, yeah, this is definitely one of the sadder, more kind of desolate sounding tracks on here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also got a Western flavor because oh, they throw in some slide guitar. Yeah, and you can almost hear like a choir or something in this song. 
Like it, it mm-hmm. has, there's a very um, voice quality to it. I don't think there is any voice, but uh, I could I felt like really listening to it, I could hear something like that. I wrote oh, down, yeah. I wrote down instrumental choir. It's also, I put down the term cold dirge, you know, because like I said, mm-hmm. it's very thumping, very, um, there's a heartbeat to it, you know. I wrote it down when it comes to feeling. I feel like I've, did you ever read um, in school, Eli Weasel's Night? No, I don't think so. No, I don't want to say that's what it's called. But it was about this this guy explaining his um time in a concentration camp. And um, there's a point where he asks all these, they ask all these people they have, uh, captured to run to run right, and mm-hmm. some people get tired. They just they just fall over and they, they trample to death, but on purpose. They be like, I can't do it anymore. They just fall. They both just run Jeez. over. And so I, that's why I got from this song. Like, like I had sort of had that thinking about that book that I read in uh, junior and uh, a freshman, you know, and sort of like you can't you can't stop. And if you're alive, are you really that lucky? Just because mm-hmm. you're are you lucky? Because you're suffering, you know, and as like I said, Earth has no concept of luck. You think about all these things that have make you feel like nature doesn't have that, uh, right? Anyway, <laughs> well, I like that it it starts out sadder because it does. I think the way I I thought about this and I mentioned it earlier mm-hmm. was like it's kind of like finding hope in this kind of apocalyptic scenario that we found ourselves in, mm-hmm. um, where it starts out sad oh, yeah. and it has this. It's kind of like almost like a memory because it's supposed to be like an anthem. Yeah. Um, so it's like we're if this were to be like a new anthem or something like that, mm-hmm. you'd start off with the, you know, the sad history that led us to here. And again, thinking about no state, like no borders, you're thinking about, mm-hmm. again, how natural it would be. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, which brings us in the second part of anthem no state, which has this sinister beginning i really love the way oh yeah oh yeah you get the like that it's almost like the sad atmosphere like completely mm-hmm. just drops out oh yeah yeah and gives way to something else yeah it's um it's sort of like like what what's left what's left we have we left something behind what will we find ahead like i, I don't know how to write that down but it's crazy it's 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 a it's, a, it's probably i mean again splitting up the parts i don't like that but it's probably my favorite of the parts that we have of, of oh really? State. Yeah, it's, yeah. Which is crazy because it's the shortest part. Yeah, yeah. It's two minutes fifty six seconds, fifty eight seconds. But like again, uh, like you said, as a whole, it's my favorite. We've had mm-hmm. a favorite movement, one that they really tied together. Me was this one. I don't know why. It, I mean, it's cool. It uh, it ends with a nice kind of big heavy drone on guitar, and then mm-hmm. we see bagpipe show up again, like they yeah. did on uh, the Neurosis album. <laughs> We yeah. both pick bagpipe albums. Yeah, it's weird, right? I didn't think about um, it. But also, I would say if you like this, uh, you like Anthem for No State. This sounds a lot like the older, like '90s Godspeed You Black Emperor. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, I felt like this one, this track specifically, felt like oh, this is them kind of going back to their original style. Yeah, I'm, I I don't know anyone who is not happy, like who's like not big big on the new stuff. But you, I've heard some people have been saying like, uh, they're kind of just like, yeah, spinning their wheels. Like, I think a lot of people are taking into account the hiatus of mm-hmm. like, okay, they broke up because they 
ran out of ideas or they wanted to pursue other things. And then they came back together with no new ideas. Yeah. And well, I feel like, I think a lot of people really like this album cause it feels like a lot of newer ideas. That's fair. I guess. Um, by the way, the single from this was undoing Elusive's Fearing Tower. Okay. It had a single? Yeah, right? I, I, I mean, it's the one that has the main main guitar riff theme on it. So if was, you're going to pick one, might as well be that one. What I think what happened is like, oh, uh, you know, uh, press release, oh, we're sharing this track. Not necessarily a single. Like, they sent oh, out, like, yeah. they didn't, you know, send it to radio stations or whatever. I mean, maybe they did. I don't know. But, um, but uh, what brings us into the third. Uh, part of it, for no state. Um, yeah, the longest individual track yeah. on the album. Yeah, there's percussion on this one though. Uh, like, like mm-hmm. um, at four minutes in, there's sort of this. I feel like a life raft was thrown to you, sort of like, like, <laughs> like, like, like you're falling off. Here you go. Um, what now? When it comes to the the um main main motif for the record, when it comes to you know the way that undoing it was in tower and then the way it boss sang in it. Fan fan, I feel like it's there, but I feel like it's twisted. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like it's there. The notes are there, but they changed it because um, it's not explicitly in the song, but it's definitely. I feel like it's there. In it, but it was yeah. They hit you with like an adjacent mm-hmm. uh, triumphant riff. Yeah, I like this track overall because it its different movements feel distinct. Like they each mm-hmm. feel like different songs. Yeah. Um, whereas like Boss's Hang has three movements, but it still kind of all felt like a larger part of one song. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, it's I guess there's like a lot of variety between yeah. each track. Oh, there's yeah, which definitely. I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was worried though because I do take a little bit to get to the the crescendo in this one that I was like, yeah, the pinnacle. Oh, is it gonna happen? <laughs> yeah. Are they gonna do it or are, are they, they gonna, not gonna pay do off? It? Like. Uh, that's what you gotta do, man. You gotta, you gotta let me. You put a bow on this for me. Exactly, um, and I it was taking them a little bit, but they eventually got to it, and I really, I really like where it landed. But they do have a part where they're doing like uh, snare drum rolls, and there's like, like a spaghetti western ass riff like, when's, playing. When's it getting there? When's it getting there? You know. Um, yeah, it's still cool. Like I like, I like the journey to get there, but oh, it was yeah. definitely I wasn't like paying attention to the time when I was listening to it, so I was kind of like. I know I'm on part three. Yeah. Um, Where's the payoff? You haven't, you haven't, you're building, but you're not, you're not going anywhere. Come on. There's going to be records out there that where they build and they don't, they don't do anything with it, right? There's got to be out there. There are. I I feel like even Godspeed has done it before. They've like bungled whatever the crescendo <laughs> yeah. was. And it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, nope, you didn't pay off. It's like that you didn't, sne- pay off good it's like you didn't get the, you didn't get the full sneeze. It's like it started and it didn't end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, uh, answer, uh, this is a uh, Luciferian Towers by, by like, Godspeed you by Kemper. And, um, yeah, they, they have a random exclamation point in there. Yeah. Very panic of the di- panic at the disco of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this is, you can find it anywhere you can find it. But, and when it comes to, when it comes to, um, Godspeed, it's probably not my favorite. Um, but it's, it's up there. It's up there. Of their most recent stuff is my favorite. Uh, God, That's what I've heard on this one. Godspeed's all right, you know. Godspeed. <laughs> um, the one oh yeah, their new one. Yeah, uh, then that was not there, but fucking a, it's there for me. And then of course I like you don't like it was just skinny fist by do. 
I, maybe I need to give it another listen, but I really like when Godspeed kind of lean on like darker sounding stuff. Yeah. Um, and I feel like lift your skinny fists. What, what's the full name of that? Lift your skinny fists, like antenna to, to heaven. heaven or something yeah, like yeah, that. To heaven. It's really long and all the tracks, at least in my mind, track happier. Okay. You don't like the triumphantness um, of it? Yeah, okay. hey, maybe not even like triumphant because okay. I feel like Luciferian Towers is triumphant. Yeah. It's just more like, you know, they've been playing in minor chords and now they switch to major <laughs> okay. and it's like, oh, but I, I like how minor sounds more. I like okay, Fair I right. like the sadder, darker stuff and I don't know. Okay, maybe it was too maybe it was too influential and too many people were doing that style of post rock that now that I listen to it after listening to other post rock is like oh it just sounds like every other post rock band. Okay. I mean I'm I'm not saying you're wrong. <laughs> I have lots of opinions about an album we're not talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um but, but that uh, was our post metal, post rock, post earth. Who episode? Apocalypse. Yeah. Episode. <laughs> um I think the time now for us to choose our next thing new episode the post episode yeah, the post episode theme draw at drawing okay um jock jams jock jams yeah is that the one we talked about what do you mean okay i guess oh man this is gonna be an interesting one jock jams i don't yeah i don't know what that would mean um Okay, well, I'm like, but I'm I'm writing it down. I'm ready for jock jams. Okay, this is gonna be like because we did have guilty pleasures, and then now we got something that's gonna be kind of silly for us to listen to. But hey, I'm all <laughs> I'm all about it now. Well, this um, jock jams. Okay, <laughs> all I can think about is that Gary Glitter hockey song. Oh, poor Gary, not poor Gary. So I think I think we'll have our own interpretation of this one. I'm sure it's on my shelf that I feel like will fit it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's going right. to take some thinking. All right, man. Well, uh, what else you got, man? Well, uh, me and a friend of mine do the music for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the intro and the song you're hearing now. Um, so if you like the way those sounds, you want to check us out. We are called Smell. Uh, we're at smell.bandcamp.com. Uh, we've got two EP album thingies that are pay what you want, uh, including nothing. Uh, so if you want to hop on there and check it out, feel free. And how about you, sir? What do you got going on? I do another podcast called Movies and Notes, like some that do. Uh, we do a new episode every week, uh, generally on two new movies or newish movies. Uh, sometimes we fall behind because stuff's now finally coming out again. And we can't get to every movie we want to see in one week. I mean, oh yeah, October's gonna be rough. I know, dude. I got Dune and uh, Friendship just coming out the same week. What's the deal? Um, but uh, yeah, movies don't suck in some they do. We're on anywhere you find podcasts where you find, you know, record night. Uh, also, I, I don't mention this every episode, it's like once episode. If you go to christyowen.bandcamp.com, have some music there. If you want to hear it, that's fine. Whatever you don't want to. That's fine too. Um, <laughs> ChristyOwen.bandcamp.com. That's where I have like some shit I've written over there. And I have stuff that also I, yeah, just stuff I just don't plain like on there anymore. But hey, I wrote it. It's still there. It's old as shit and I haven't added to it in a long time, sadly. But yeah, that's that's all I got going on. 
Uh, but cool. Well, be sure to stick around after yeah, this for... bit fades out after we're done saying goodbye to hear the featured track Frankenstein by Bellhead. Bellhead, yeah, yeah, check it out. It's a pretty cool uh, track. It fits the time we're in uh, when it comes to uh, Halloween. Seasons. Yeah, Halloween. All right, man. Uh, I'm Chris. And I'm Ryan. And that was Circa Night. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>